0: Hey, y'all. Welcome to Recharting Your Life with Hope. I'm your host, Hope Cook. I created this podcast to help women who have amazing careers on paper and yet something is missing. You're feeling out of alignment or directionless. Maybe you're no longer motivated or excited about how you spend your days. On top of all that, I'm guessing you feel guilty because you're not more grateful for your job. And maybe you even wonder how you can possibly keep going doing this for another 10, 15, or 20 years when you can barely make it through Wednesday. Let me tell you, I've been there After 20 years with a rewarding career as a physician assistant, I could not figure out what was wrong with me. I felt pulled in a new direction but didn't know what that was. A series of books and conversations led me to a life-changing decision to cut way back on my day job and become a life coach. My passion became helping other women figure out what it is they want to do and map out a path to get there. So listen weekly for tips and tools you can use to chart your own journey. Hey y'all, today we are talking about another tool that can help you either get up when you're really down or it can keep you from getting knocked down. So this is about soul food, not soul food like collard greens and you know, barbecue, like down here in the South. This is soul food that lights you up, that makes you feel like you have a reason for being alive. It gets you excited. It makes you um, lose hours while you're in the zone, or it just gives you that like tingle of excitement. The opposite of soul food would be soul depletion. So soul depleters are those things that suck away at your energy, your joy, you dread doing them. So today we are talking about figuring out what it is that is your soul food and figuring out what it is that is not your soul food and avoiding it. My son recently turned 16 and he wanted to go to Six Flags. It's an amusement park for those of you who don't live near one. And I have been in the past and as a teenager, I loved riding those rides My daughter's 11 and she had never been to Six Flags. Um, And then my son took a friend. So he and the friend and my husband were like gung ho riding the rides. Um, My daughter rode, we rode a couple of roller coasters. And she was like, I don't think I can do this. I don't like this. And she was surprised because she's kind of a daredevil. And she likes high energy stuff. She's an extrovert. But she knew that she didn't like how she felt on the roller coaster. But her problem was not that she didn't like the roller coasters. Her problem was she was embarrassed. She didn't want anybody to know. And she thought, you know, when I tell my friends I went to Six Flags and they say, oh, I'm so jealous. She was kind of in her head, like making up this story. Like, I'm going to look like a wuss because I'm terrified of roller coasters and I don't really like them. And I don't care if I never go back to Six Flags again. And so what I said This was a decent mom moment, y'all. Like, I don't always have good mom moments, but I gave her permission to like what she likes and not like what she doesn't like. And what I said was, Ollie, you don't have to like roller coasters. Like, they might make you feel terrified, and that's not a feeling that you have to like. You don't have to like roller coasters. You don't ever have to get on another roller coaster as long as you live. And y'all, the relief on her face, like the rest of the day, she said, could we just walk around and, and like go in some of these stores and eat cotton candy. And so that's what we did. She and I hung out. We rode a carousel, which she loved. And what else did we ride? Like some other little kid, um, like umbrella ride that just like goes around, but not very high off the ground and she was so relieved and she's like i don't like roller coasters i have permission not to like roller coasters likewise she's figuring out what it is she does like she's keeping a little i came across her um notebook for christmas this coming year it's october and she's already got a christmas list but she's figuring out what it is she likes which clothes she likes which shoes um, they, kids are into these like weird looking Nikes, like high top Nikes that to me look like 1980, but she really likes them and she saved her money and she bought a pair and she feels really good when she has those on. I was talking to a client, I think it was last week. And, um, she was telling me about going to something that she dreaded. And this was, um, a, an extracurricular activity, you could call it that she had liked in the past but she realized I don't want to go when I get home at night I do not want to get in the car drive to town go be around people I just I don't love it and she had this like am I allowed to feel that way yes you are allowed to change your mind you're allowed to pay attention to that dread it is a message from your body We've talked before about the body being a compass and like pointing you towards your true north. So this is a big part of the soul food thing. So you know how when you eat certain foods, like your body may not like it. Like my husband swears when he eats watermelon, his mouth itches. He's not allergic. Don't worry. Not trying to kill him with an anaphylactic reaction, but he He listens to his body and he's like, my body just doesn't like watermelon, even though he loves the idea of eating cold watermelon in the South in the summer. So really pay attention to what your body is telling you. If you feel heaviness, dread, um, sometimes you'll have physical symptoms like your stomach will feel queasy. Your body is telling you this is not the way to your true North. This is not your soul food. (laughs) Also, pay attention to when your body feels a sense of freedom or elation or excitement. That is a clue that this may be your soul food. My mom used to cook Hungarian goulash. Like what kid in the world, well, maybe there are kids in the world. Sorry about that. That was my privileged background. But really, what kid wants to eat Hungarian goulash? So I used to spit it. I used to like act like I was going to the bathroom and I would spit it in the toilet and flush it, or I would spit it in a potted plant next to the table. (laughs) Oh my gosh, that was not my soul food. But if you're a people pleaser, it may take you years years until you finally admit, I don't like this. And so you're going to remain in Stuckville. You are going to live there and you're not going to love it. And you're going to wonder, why am I so unhappy? And chances are, you're going to play the victim. You're going to villainize everybody else and the job and the town and the, like, so you've got to figure out what it is you do want, because only you can decide. You may say, No, it's really up to, you know, my husband has a job here and, um, you know, I have to do this. If you catch yourself saying I have to pay close attention to that because you don't have to, chances are you can, it may take a while, but you can take baby steps and make a change. Um, I am getting ready to give a talk at a conference tomorrow. And I find myself saying, I've got to practice for this speech. I've got to practice. And then I stop myself and I think, I don't have to. I could actually get up there and crash and burn. I want to. I want to do really well. And it's it's a simple mind trick, but it really does make you think, what do I really want to do? And I used to do this with the kids when I would say, I have to go get the kids or I have to spend all day with the kids. Um, I choose. I choose to spend all day. And if you don't choose, if it feels like a lie, ask yourself, like, what? El- what else would I rather be doing? Another way to look at this soul food thing is to practice gratitude. So gratitude is sort of like making deposits in your soul bank. So when you look at what you were grateful for, you're not going to pick the things that you dreaded. You are going to pick the things that really warmed your heart. So by doing a grateful list and putting a different thing on the list every day or putting three different things on the list, it really is going to remind you of the things that you like in your day or the people that you like. Um, Look ahead at your calendar and notice like if you've I'll send you all the body compass exercise because that is really clutch for figuring out what your body has to say about different activities. i got a whole video on it, I'll, I'll put in the show notes. Um, but look ahead at your calendar. So I'm gonna just pull up my calendar. And we're gonna see what is going on and what I dread. And I'll just tell y'all. All right, so this afternoon I've got a veterinary appointment at 440. So am I dreading that? No, not really. I, our cat's losing its hair and, you know, that's, that's, I'm I'm excited about figuring out what's wrong with old Tigger. Um, tomorrow, driving to Nashville. So I'm going to push, um, uh, publish on this on Wednesday, which is when I'm driving to Nashville. Am I dreading that? Actually, I'm not. I've got some cool podcasts I'm going to listen to, some books on Audible. So I'm excited about that. Uh, The week after, allergy appointment for one of the kids, driver's appointment for one of the kids, Um, therapy appointment. (laughs) So (laughs) am I dreading those? Um, Hmm. I am dreading the allergy appointment because it's on Halloween at 4 p.m. All right. So if you find that you're dreading something, here's what you can do about it. It's called the three Bs, bag it, barter it, or better it. So bag it means you decide, this is so depleting, I am not gonna do it. I wouldn't say the allergist is so depleting and I hope he's not listening to this. Um, So it's not, I don't wanna bag it. I don't wanna just not go, barter it. Could I do it a different day besides Halloween? Yes, I could. I could also, I just thought about this, They do telemedicine appointments, and we're not doing allergy tests that day, so I could do a telemedicine appointment. Um, I could also get my husband to take her, but I kind of want to know what's going on, so I choose to take her. I just don't know if I want to do it on Halloween at 4 p.m. Um, And then the better it. So better it, I love this because everybody everybody loves to be bribed. Maybe I like to bribe myself. I don't necessarily want other people to bribe me, but you bribe yourself. You think, what little treat or reward could I give myself for taking my kiddo to the allergist at 4 p.m. on Halloween? Well, it's too late in the day for a coffee. Um, I mean, really, my ideal Halloween night would be sitting at home watching a non-scary TV show and just leave a uh, bowl of candy on the porch. That's that's what I would do. That's my treat. So I think if I could take her, come home, she's old enough to trick-or-treat in the neighborhood by herself. She's got her costume. That is going to be my treat. So think about, could you bag it, barter it, or better it? If it's one of those things that really sits heavy on you. All right, I can read your mind. What you're thinking, I'm guessing, is, but hope, there are certain things that we have to do. I cannot not pick up my kids from school. I cannot, like, not go to work. I have to earn a living. True, you do. But you can slowly work towards adding in things that are soul food. So even if you have to, and I'm doing quotation marks, even if you have to do things that don't feel like soul food, you can add in things that do. And it's really like a scale. It will start to balance out. And this is the irony. You will start feeling differently about the things that you dread or don't enjoy once your bucket is filled up on the other side of the scale. So the more things that I did that filled me up, I started liking the negatives better. I started liking my schedule, my job, my, even the kids. I love dropping the kids off at school now and picking them up. That's when I get all the like juicy information. Um, So the more I added in, like I added in, you know, podcasting, I added in uh, writing. Those made my job more enjoyable. It's a tricky little kind of magic trick. I don't know how it works, but it does. Just trust me on that you also have to give yourself permission to like pivot. So I used to love teaching yoga. And you know, my goal, like I had it written down, I am going to be the, um, a phenomenal yoga instructor. Well, a year went by, I was mostly, during COVID, I mostly taught online. And I didn't love it as much. But I thought, well, dang, that's my goal. I wrote it down. I can't Like, give it up. I'm a quitter if I give it up. But that's not true. I decided it wasn't as important to me as it used to be. So I decided I'm going to be a yogi student. I'm going to do yoga. I'm not going to teach yoga. So give yourself permission to pivot. Um, Spanish, I was determined I'm going to be fluent in Spanish. Wrote it down on my um, affirmations, my goal list. After we went to Guatemala and I tried to communicate <laughs> and realized, holy cow, there's all these different dialects and accents and, you know, I can get by, I can like say a few things, but I don't know that this is the time in my life when I want to spend the energy and the time being fluent in Spanish. Um, yeah, so, okay, look at your calendar, look at who you're around. You really are the result of the five people you spend the most time with. So are these energy filling or energy drainers? Really, look around you at your physical environment. Like right now, wherever you are, look around. If you're in your car, is it a total mess? Not judging you, I'm just saying, is that a soul draining thing for you or do you feel really cozy in your car with all your fast food containers around you just like really how do you feel right now I am in my closet of course podcasting and let's look around I'm packing for a trip so there are socks shoes a suitcase oh god papers costumes because (laughs) I'm gonna dress up at the conference Um, it is a it's chaos in here honestly and I had a really hard time sitting down to do this podcast because of the chaos it is draining me oh all right so look around are there dead plants if you're watching this on YouTube there is a plant and it is not dead but it's also not thriving and this can weigh on you your energy picks up on things like this. My husband says it's part of feng shui, some book he read that said, if you have dying or dead plants or flowers that are past their prime, sitting on your kitchen table, like this is kind of an energy drain. So think about soul food this week. The first thing you need to do is just notice. Really awareness is what I want you to take away from this entire podcast episode. Just notice when you feel bad, when you feel good. Our goal is for you to do more of what makes you feel good. You got it? All right. So just notice this week. You don't have to change anything. Don't tell yourself, like, I have to overhaul my entire life because it doesn't feel like soul food. No, that's not what you have to do. We're going to take this in teeny tiny little steps. They're called turtle steps. And you picture a turtle walking. A turtle takes the smallest possible steps, so you just look around. Like right now, when I get off the um, podcast, I am going to tidy up and just put everything that I'm taking in a suitcase. I'm going to take that plant downstairs and water it, and you just make little tiny changes, and I call them small wins. Like I today, I'm going to water the plants on my back porch, and I consider that a win. It makes me grateful for the plants, grateful that I have access to water. I don't have to like go to a river and get water and the plants themselves make me happy and it's a really sunny day. So like as you're doing these little things, you're also noticing gratitude and you're thinking about it like it is my choice. I choose to go take care of my plants. All right, this has been a little bit rambly, but I hope you got something out of it and I will catch y'all next week. Oh, and if you're interested in group coaching, um, send me an email, hope.cook at gmail.com. That will start up in January. All right. See y'all next week. Thank y'all for listening. It was so much fun talking to you today. All right, if you are ready to make some major changes in your life, if you're at the point where you are sick and tired of feeling stuck and directionless and you really don't know what to do next or where to go, maybe it's time we had a little chat. So I have it set up on my website. You can schedule a free 30-minute discovery call and we'll sit down and decide if we're a good fit. Maybe you'd prefer group coaching, maybe you need one-on-one coaching, or maybe you just want to talk and, and say hello. So go on over to my website. It's coachhopecook.com, that's H-O-P-E-C-O-O-K.com, and schedule the free discovery call. And I can't wait to talk to you. So see you next week, and hopefully I'll talk to some of you before that.